Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. There's only one review of the ring. There's only one that can bend the fan base to its will and we do not share power. Welcome back to Review of the Rings. Uh, today we are going to be reviewing episode 6 of Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, which was the most recent episode. We are a couple of days later than we kind of usually are with this review, um, and that's really just down to life issues. Uh, Kel was busy Friday, I was busy Saturday with life stuff, and so we're kind of recording this on Sunday. So a little bit late if you were looking for us, all five of you who regularly tune in and, and, and watch us every week. We I'm love all kidding. five of you. <laughs> yeah, great. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. Um, yeah, exactly. So I guess if, if you've been watching any of our other reviews, you kind of know how this works. Before we get in, obviously, if you are watching this on YouTube, please leave us a like uh, and a subscribe if you can. Obviously, getting our subscriptions up is really, really important to grow in the channel so you can get more content more of the time that you like. Um, at the same time, um, if you are listening to us on podcast, then wherever you get your podcasts from, whether it be Apple, Spotify, etc., etc., um, you know, followers on there um, however that works on your on your podcast um, and um, you can get all this in audio format as well yeah. if you're kind of more into sitting chilling with a set of earphones on listening to a conversation um, yeah all our stuff's on podcast as well I mean we're we're so, outstanding uh, uh, gym uh, content like you just put us on in the gym and I, I promise the, the pounds will just come off or come on however you're trying to get especially bulk some up, of our weight. long form yeah, yeah. Like Star Wars fan, for example, we've got like three, four hour long podcasts discussing the ins and outs and yeah. super you detail can, of every movie. So you can um, get a lot of of like hate energy uh, from from can? several of the opinions on on this network via our podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got things like Daily Cog, you know, which is something that's a little bit shorter almost every day um if you want to just kind of log on and see what kale and manny um gomez think about whatever shit is happening in the world of this crazy entertainment business uh, on a daily basis it, it is usually shit anyways um, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. On to episode six so we as always we, we're going to get our thoughts and our grades pre-spoiler uh let you know what we think and then we're going to get into spoiler talk and get any more detail about what we thought about the episode so as always we'll start with you kyle so episode six where are you oh yeah so i i've i've said multiple times that i would rather something just be outright uh bad than disappointing um because being disappointed seeing the the potential just squandered hurts and, and is that, that, where that this happened this week, man. Ooh, uh, interesting. Look, a lot of it's not story stuff, and a lot of it's not even necessarily character stuff. I, I still feel like, uh, and I mentioned this last week, I still feel like there's some editing issues here towards the end of this. Like, maybe it was too long, and they cut it, uh, cut it down. 
maybe you guys should have increased the number of episodes. I, I don't know. Um, but this was definitely uh, choppy. Again, you feel like you, even though we spend almost the entire episode in, in one location, uh, the way they, they cut it and edited it, you start feeling weird about the distances and the travel time and <laughs> it makes you wonder why the the orcs didn't do x or the humans didn't do y or why they did x and and y uh opposite of e each other because it just it doesn't it doesn't seem to to feel to uh line up and then uh they they made almost the same mistake as uh uh book of boba fett did where where they have this big climatic uh, uh, battle setup, but because of the locations, it doesn't feel as big. And the amount of people, especially in, in Boba Fett, they use so few people for their, their big battle. And, and uh, this had more, but it's still, I mean... I've, I've seen episodes of House, uh, not House of Dragon, uh, Game, of, uh, Game of Thrones with bigger, better you know, battles in similar locations, you know, villages or a castle courtyard type type deal. And mm. it just it just felt messy, man. I, it, it really it really did. There's a good story in there. Um, there's a couple of moments where you're like, man, it would have been better if you had properly been able to build up to that instead of, oh, here here it is, because we've only got a, a week left. Um yeah, it was just mostly disappointing, and and uh, it sucks because <laughs> there is a good uh, there is a good story in there. There's a couple of good character moments, and when we get to the spoilers, there is a. I mean, I, I saw the twist coming a mile away, but that's because it it made tactical sense, and I really enjoyed uh, what. Uh, Adar, right? That's his, mm -hmm. his name. He's going by there. Uh, I really like what what Adar did and uh, did with his uh, resources, so to uh, so to speak. So, I mean, I guess, yeah, dis disappointing. Not not bad, but again, I almost wish it had been bad. <laughs> Maybe not in the, this show's case because it's it's been pretty uh, pretty good so far. Uh, definitely the first week where I've been. Uh, where I've been uh, truly disappointed, uh, even more so than last week, uh, with with the um, idea that they should have had two two episodes to cover all of that, because uh, this also had a bunch of uh, little physical little uh, f physical things. So that's my thoughts. Okay, what, what did you grade it? What's your grade? You see, I I won I want so badly to give this somewhere in in the B's based on the uh, uh, potential, but I I really can't, uh, especially coming off of a set you know a, a, the previous week also having what felt like rushed or poorly cut edited uh, edited segments. I'm gonna give it a C plus, man. This this was this was not not great. <laughs> I mean, we're not that far apart because I gave it a B, which is definitely the lowest score I've given one of these episodes so far. I didn't, I didn't quite dislike some of it as much as you, but where I will agree with you is that in terms of a battle set piece 
you know, which really this this was. It's the setup's been coming, and this was the kind of climax um, moment, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't find it all that imaginative, exciting, uh, particularly creatively short. Um, it just felt the only kind of positives that I would really give it is that they were relatively brutal in some parts. Um, For example, um, and this doesn't go into spoilers, but I like when there's indiscriminate killings happening, that it's just not all young men getting killed, but there's women getting killed. And and that kind of you know, that's to me equality done right. You know, don't don't yeah. speak about equality and then say, Oh, we should have seen the women <laughs> and, and young ones and old men getting killed but because like, like you know like we could also have uh uh female bad guys, everyone out there. I'm I'm looking at you, Disney, and you're you're making the hocus pocus uh witches not all that that bad. It's oh it's okay. There are bad there are bad women. Um Yeah, yeah it, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> Women's talents can be really, really good. I mean, yes, you off the top of my head. I mean, some classics. Anyway, anyway, that's besides the point. Um, mm. So, you know, I, I actually do appreciate where you're coming from, and what I kind of find strange is that I've spent. This has been a couple of days since the episode was out, and as always, I've spent about time online debating. The whys and wherefores, and I'm going to get into some of that in a bit, a bit more detail once we get into the spoilers, because there's a discussion we need to have. But um, what I'm kind of finding is a lot of people that maybe thought it was too slow so far, Kyle, are now saying, "Oh, this was the best episode yet because it was all action." Oh my god! Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> um, and um, there's me thinking, ah, oh. "This was my. This is the episode I liked the least." So far, the action's um, fine. It's not good though, <laughs> because it's how you put that across. I think. I mean, is it a wow? This show's just fell down a hill. No, because I think, <clears throat> in terms of the battles that are to come in this show, this is very much small potatoes mm-hmm. at this point. This is five hundred, bare, partially trained sort of Numenorians at the very start of their their kind of campaigns, if you like, um, coming over and fighting. Well, a couple of hundred maybe orcs. That's that's all it was. I mean, there mm-hmm. was that's that's kind of small scale even compared to the Lord of the Rings, you know, or the oh, Hobbit yeah. in terms of battles. And you know, and yet we know that ultimately this show should depend on where they decide to end it. But in terms of the lore, we have to climax at one of the biggest battles ever fought, which is the last alliance of men and elves against when they actually march on Mordor and fight in the slopes of Mount Doom and all that shit you saw in the prologue of... I mean, there was a vast number of forces at play then, you know? Um, So I just hope that they actually improve upon how they decide to kind of put these action sequences together i think it's almost in the the concept of them there was like there was some moments where i thought oh i know what's going to happen here do you know why i know this is going to happen here because because it's happened this exact same way in a thousand different tv shows and a thousand Mm. different movies because everybody just copies the same thing now i'm thinking without getting into spoilers there's a character and another character in a struggle at one point and and another character comes up and stabs them while they're fighting. And, and you know, I was just thinking, that's such an overused 
sort of cliche moment um, and shot shot for shot almost like everybody else does it you know where you're looking at from the person who seems to have the upper hand you know and then suddenly they get stabbed through the back you know it's yeah just almost felt like oh that happened and you know everyone knew that was going to happen when they first came to blows at the start of this fight and i'd rather seen something slightly different you know yeah, yeah. it doesn't even need to be different that the, the end result doesn't have to be different, but shot differently or done in a different way that just made it seem slightly kind of more inventive. Up to then, I quite liked the, the gore that we had, and I'm not yeah. really a gore person, but, you know, that kind of made that thing slightly more interesting. I know. Um, <laughs> so it kind of, it was interesting and then it wasn't when it ended, you know, and I, that's all I'll say before I kind of get into the spoiler part. So, yeah, and, and, there's another part to it for me, and it's a fear thing, right? Which is, there are, we'll get into this more in the spoilers, but there's lots of people talking about how this episode has has lifted the lid on this and that theory, right? And how all these theories are now, you know, I'm not sure about that. But if, without getting into spoilers, if things do go the way a lot of fans think they're going to go now, I'm going to be quite disappointed in some of the writing that's happened so far. Um, and I'll explain that more when we get into spoilers. So okay. maybe we should just do that spoiler. Uh, yeah, and absolutely. Do you have anywhere you wanted to kind of start off? I'm interested in. Um, I'm interested in what what you what uh, theories might okay. might upset you. So what what happened here uh, that's got you uh, potentially right, so- concerned? Sauron. Who is Sauron? This this is the big discussion that's been going on. And there's a lot of the fan base have now decided that as of the episode that we've just watched, that it proves that Halbrand is Sauron. Sauron Mm. in disguise. Now, I'm not going to say he's not. Up until this point, I would have said he's not. And I'm going to give you all my reasons why it wouldn't work, right? But... (laughs) This is where the worry comes in. Because although I'm going to give all the reasons why it shouldn't work, I'm now worried that they're going to do it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If that makes sense. Um, Because they do, they leave a lot of things in this episode, which they are definitely trying to suggest that this could be so wrong. I just don't see... um, I think they're making it, if it is so on, they've made it too obvious, actually. And, I, and then I'll get into all my other concerns with it as I go along. But um, I'm kind of hopeful that they're just a little bit better than that and that they're really just putting these clues in there for the people that haven't, that don't want to think too closely about it. And then mm-hmm. they're going to reveal that that's not the case at all and it's it's going to be something far more realistic. Um, that's my hope, but the worry is that they're not smart enough to pull that off and it's going to go exactly is, as I expect. Is Sony, Sony involved in any way? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think they are in this. No, anyway. Um, you, you know what I mean, right? So yes, we're in full spoiler territory here. So I can understand that there are... You know, if you if we look at the story that Ada tells about Sauron, he says that Sauron was in the north, uh, and he was sort of genuinely trying to think of ways to help the people, but he was doing it in a way where he was sacrificing 
hundreds of orcs to test out mm-hmm. basically a bit of scientific experimentation and he was getting a bit pissed off that he couldn't get his experiments to work okay now mm-hmm. everything that Adar says fits in with the lore at this point you know because it's kind of what Caleb Rimbaud said about the rings that it takes sacrifice right so Sauron's probably trying to create magical artifacts without having to put some of himself his own power into it and probably at, the, at some point comes to the realization that actually that's the key that he needs to put some of his kind of own power into it because we know that's how the one ring works and functions and why there's a symbiotic relationship between the two etc um so i kind of like the story that they're telling there but then the there's things like halbrand saying to Ada, you know do you remember me and, and Ada going, no, I've got no idea who you are because I doubt so, Sauron could look theoretically at anyone he wants, so why would he look at Halbrand and why would Ada put that connection together? So they think that's that's the reason. The fact that he's basically just been made king of the Southlands we walking about with a pouch and saying he didn't want to be king. Somehow he's managed to end up being king and that would fit in almost with Sauron's kind of delusions of grandeur that, you know, these people want, have made me king, you know, just naturally, that would feed, that would potentially feed into his his delusions of grandeur in terms of where it would make him think, well, if it's that easy, maybe I should be in charge, you know, and all mm. that sort of stuff. So the idea is a lot of fan base think that what we've seen so far from Halbrand is a repentant Sauron, that after Adar's killed him, he's been wandering about, you know, deciding what he wants to do with his life and shit and just happened to be in this boat that happened to run into Galadriel that happened to go to Numenor and that a lot of the things that we see him doing manipulative-wise are are hints that he could be Sauron, all right? Do you see any of that so far before I get into all the... my issues with it? Well, I don't... I don't know if I buy it or if I'm as... Uh, concerned as as you um i go back to uh the uh previous episode uh or or uh where where they actually left and uh i had mentioned it feels like there was you know more to all of that and that they they cut some stuff out one of those was how quickly he goes from leaving the pouch on the table to grabbing it and and deciding to go to the to the meeting and and accept his uh his role. I don't think you you show that type of uh hesitance in a in a scene uh and then say oh well it was Sauron all 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 along. That would be that would be awful misdirection writing in yes. in, in my mind That's and I would be angry about actually, that. I feel Halbrand's actually a good character at the moment. Yeah, uh, and if he actually was Sauron, he doesn't feel it as good a character no. because because I think they've they've this is like this would almost feel like the shtick that they've got this sold on. We're going to have this character that's repainted at first, and then we're going to reveal it through Sauron, and then and yeah. show his bad side. It doesn't I, work for me. I think the the quickness in in the decision to go, you know, be the, the king in the Southlands, uh, is not, I, I think that's, like I said, the, the bad editing, that one scene where he's talking to Galadriel and, and is, uh, uh, leaves the pouch and then comes back in and grabs it and decides to move forward. That right there is, is, is my linchpin, if you will, on, on why he isn't 
Sauron unless they do something ridiculous where Sauron's just in his ear. Like, it's not really... He's not really Sauron, but Sauron's in his ear and and is puppeting uh, him. I would, I would that like I could that see. Someone who has this kind of thrust upon them, but you know, being king of the Southlands, it's just turned into basically Mordor without having the name yet. It ain't going to be a nice yeah. place to live. No, um, you know, I like I liked that. That was pretty cool. I mean, one one theory from some fans is that he's the guy that becomes the king of the dead. That ends up being cursed by Isildur, and they spend their time under that mountain, and then Aragorn mm. releases them at the end of Lord of the Rings in the final battle. That almost like he might fight so mm -hmm. often that he ends up. Has a good arc for him would be that, and that he actually says no to any more fighting these people. He almost feels like he's had enough, and and unwittingly kind of curses them as as a part of that. That would be kind of cool, but um, but really, you know, that's that's getting far yeah. too far on, and there's not yeah. enough to suggest that whatsoever. I, uh, yeah, like I said, I just I don't if if they do it, then you guys wrote it very badly because why would you put that one scene that one scene like i said shows a very human reluctance let me ask you this how would you feel if he's not sauron but sauron's in his ear sauron's i, I don't know how he's in his ear you I said he can know. he can be anything anywhere any any time i i don't know Maybe i mean he's a bug. Not, he can't be, <laughs> he's not omnipotent right they can't right, do that right. so look like at and this is one of the points I'm going to go on to you about why him being Halbrand doesn't make any sense from a lore point of view, all right? Mm -hmm. Even though people have been arguing all weekend that it does, it doesn't. Um, so, you know, Amaya doesn't have to have a corporeal form. Their natural mm -hmm. state is non-corporeal, right? Which means they are like mist, visible beings that fly around, you know? So... People have like my main argument about Halbrand is if Halbrand is Sauron, why was he in a boat in the middle of the ocean that had been wrecked and standing there with all those other mortals that he clearly didn't care much about anyway and just kind of hoping for rescue? He is a, a Maya. That means he has the ability to go, I'm dipping assholes, bye, ping, mm -hmm. and just turn into invisibleness. And then, and then somebody said maybe he was just contemplating his next steps after the after being killed by That's Ada. Not what he does well, like that? Why though. would you, if you were a Meyer, why would you take on a human body and sit in a boat in the middle? Why would you okay. do that? Right? You could sit in the middle of the ocean in a non-corporeal state, or you could sit okay. in the middle of the air and think you don't have to be a body somewhere to think and actually that's that's less safe because then you've got a chance of something happening to you now could Sauron have been killed by Ada? yes when they take on a model mortal body it can be hurt right Sauron was defeated at several points that way where he lost his body but it's not a death death because yeah. it just takes them a little bit of time he can almost regather himself make a new body again and, and and push on you know that's that's all it is it's not a, a severe hindrance um to them at that time but if they're not in a body form ada couldn't have done anything to sauron yeah. do you know what i mean that's the point you know once he's in that non-corporeal form you cannot hurt him at that point because he's an angelic type being um sorry you gotta so, call the ghost uh ghostbusters to deal with that 
You would, absolutely. You know, you would need some um, sort of plasma <laughs> and slipstreams and shit and ghost traps. Love it. Call on Sony. No. Um, <laughs> no. Please do. Ever. Um, Give the rights back to and frack it's them. <laughs> I, I can't get over this. And what I find is when I, whenever I've been debating this point with people online, people are making excuses for because they now think it has to be Halbrand, and it's almost like we know this is the way the writers are going to go, so we're going to make excuses for why it works before it happens. That's <laughs> I don't that's think it what's works happening. Very well, I really because don't. the arguments I'm hearing is, well, why wouldn't he do that? You know, and it's like, or people will say, well, they can't just go up, and fly away. I mean, Gandalf never did that. Hold on, let's let's just Gandalf go one was thing in there. a corporeal form, yes, though. Gandalf was in a enforced corporeal form. That's the whole point of an Astari, so that they couldn't match power for power against Sauron because that shit's far too dangerous and leveled an entire continent the last time they tried that. So they're sent with severe limitations, like we see, funnily enough, in The Stranger. That's mm -hmm. that's an Astari body because I'm not understanding the full breadth of your powers. That is not what we're seeing in Halbrand. Halbrand's obviously mm -hmm. shown no magical ability or anything like that yet either. There's no necessarily any need to let, But let's just explore, you know, Sauron's character. This is someone who doesn't particularly like to fight. That's not Sauron's mm -hmm. character. He will, when pushed, you know, or when he thinks he has <laughs> a good enough advantage, he may, but it's, he's not that type. He's more of a sit-back general type of thing a, Did, a deceiver that plays behind the scenes do you know if uh uh tolkien uh considered sun Tzu's art of war with how he developed sauron and his kind of mentality do you know at all because there's a there's a lot of things that you talk about about you know uh he only fights when he knows he can win certain tactical superiorities and things like that. And uh, a lot of that is in the, uh, uh, in the oh, art, also, art of war. So I mean, Tolkien would be more like faith and the brave and the, as to, I, I doubt he would be because for Tolkien, it was more about the good side winning because right. the light swift them and, you know, they're brave and they're valiant, you know, and that, that kind of stuff, which doesn't really kind of correspond to, True warfare, which is where right. Sun Tzu comes in. Um, so I, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have thought so. But okay. the idea of Sauron is this is not a brave person. Sauron mm. is is that's one thing that we can't say was brave. In terms of was Sauron ever repentant, it's difficult to say. Tolkien's words in this were basically that after Morgoth's defeat, Eonwy, who was basically the chief Maya, right? So the most powerful of their class, Sauron and all that sort of stuff. And he was literally leading the army to fight against Morgoth and bring them back chains. And they won and they dragged <laughs> his master out in chains and went and imprisoned them somewhere, right? And Sauron did kind of bow before he way and say, look, oh, I'm really repentant. You know, um, I, I, I wish I'd never done that. Forgive me, etc., etc." And what Tolkien said is, there's many believe that at first he truly meant it. And mm -hmm. that's what they're using now, the fan race, to say, well, this is the period where he first truly meant it. But this is, admittedly by the show, supposed to be like a thousand-odd years after the end of Morgoth. So Sauron's been in this phase for thousands of years. Was he truly repentant when he was up in the north, you know, 
sacrificing orcs to, to, to try this new kind of power thing. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what is true is that at this point, Sauron's not kind of like the evil lord he was in the, in the third age, right? He is more about right. it. He genuinely <clears throat> believes that he is the best person to lead these people. And he probably at some point thinks the rings are a good idea because they will all have the power to do everything that they need to do to keep their... And who better than me, Amaya, who's far more powerful and, you know, and knowledgeable than all these people to wear to the one ring, just so I can keep it all ticking over and make everybody happy. That's his mm -hmm. goal at this point, you know? And I just, I'm not seeing that in Halbrand's character. Mm -hmm. There's also another factor to this, right? Which is, I'm sorry, this is going on, but this is kind of the main beef I've, that I've, I've been That's having. Right. And I think it's the most important discussion you have at the moment. Well, we'll get to my, my uh, blocking and editing stuff after. <laughs> what is, um, is that if Sauron is Halbrand, then that's where he's been for the whole of this show so far because Sauron hasn't been jumping back and forth, you know, quickly flying to London, being somebody else, then flying back and being Halbrand. Yeah. There's not been enough time and, you know, it would be stupid now to like, go back and show shots where Halbrand's like, bye, disappearing in his prison I'm cell. I'm man, it's a, it's, a, it's a bird or a bee. And he's he's flying between people and whispering in their ears. <laughs> well, the best the best thing that they could do for me is we're we're not hearing the behind the scenes, and this is what I said last week of what's going on about the elf story. So to me, the best place for Anatar to be, which is the name yes. he goes by at this in, time, in the is, elf city. is in London. And he's the one influencing the elves to try and create the rings. He's the one that's in Celebrimbor's yep. ear, talking up the Mithril lore and all that, telling them these lies, because he's yep. already come to the idea. And it's maybe working with Celebrimbor where he's realised his mistake, where you need to put something of yourself into it. Um, and, and this is him, he's been working on this ring craft, because Adar talks about you know, all these experiments he's doing. Well, mm -hmm. Tolkien talked about, you know, that there were essays in ring making that Sauron worked on beforehand, things that he did to try out the craft before he ever made the great rings with Celebrimbor. So, to me, if Halbrand's been Sauron all along, then he can't be in Linden influencing all that. So what the hell is going on there? And none of that makes any sense for me either. So there's there's my ins and outs of why I still don't think Halbrand is Sauron. But I do admit that it's possible they could pull it off. And if they do pull it off, I will hate it for the reasons that I have just stated above. <laughs> Your turn. I I I agree. Like I like I said, I think I don't think anyone is necessarily uh, Sauron at this point, but I uh, like anyone that we've seen that's standing out, none of the main characters, but I do think that it's uh, very possible we're going to find out he's been in Halbrand's ear some way. Um, like I said, I'm lynching it all on that that one scene and, and the fact that they showed us that scene, but I but I also, my, my biggest concern is if they play with uh, they play with the lore, like you said, and even within their show where they say, you know, hey, he's he's relatively recently been doing doing these hor horrible experiments. Um, and then they go back and, and try to make him uh, sympathetic. Like, no, it's, it's fine, guys. Let let you know, he is a bad guy. 
like Cam said, he had his his period of uh, try to try to do right, but that obviously but should be is, should be never gone. Willing, never willing to go and face judgment from his right. peers in Valinor. Exactly. Never went back home, and um, that that so, would have been true repentance. So he yeah, never it, went that far. So let's 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 hope that they let him be a let him be a bad guy. Please. The thing is, there's something going on with Halbrand that we're not seeing yet. I think that's that's fundamentally yeah. true. Would you agree? Um, you know, yeah. the fact that he's just been made a king basically by Galadriel finding a pouch on him, saying that he should be a king, and then Muriel going by what Galadriel's told her to say, this guy is basically the king. And then he turns up and all these people go, oh, you must be the king that we were promised. You know, none of them have ever met him before. That's a strange yeah. way to suddenly become a king. So I do think yeah. there's something else going on there. I have one possible theory, and that's that Sauron has already been making some rings of power at this point, but maybe they hadn't got quite so far as as Caleb Brimborn needs it to be for some reason. I don't know. And that Halbrand, what he's got in his pouch is one of the actual rings of power that's given to men. I, that he was given one of those rings of power by I someone. That's maybe 100%. that's an influence on him, even though he's not necessarily always wearing it. And at some that point, he's going to put that on and he's going to fall under the sort of thraldom of Sauron. I um, mean, it, that makes a lot of sense. I've I've been wondering what it was in in the in the pouch. You know, I figured it's some sort of piece of jewelry crystal some something uh but that makes a a lot of sense because i mean the rings of power is the title of the show and at some point we need to touch on them a bit more i don't even think they've mentioned that calabrimbor is going to be making rings with this forge he just talks about no, how grand and great it will be so no, yeah um, yeah i could see that being the big reveal next next week heard, this is like a ring showrunners have said that the forging of the rings they say is a season two kind of thing right mm -hmm. but this could be a proto the rings, are we ring, going to see like you all said. 19 rings like all the 19 great rings being created what if calabrimbor what if they've experimented with the nine yeah. first of all, the nine for men, but they know that won't work for everybody. So now they're looking at different options for the dwarves and the elves. Ultimately. Or even like you, you said a proto ring. Like this is this is Sauron's first attempt or or something with with his experiments before he moves on with Celebrimbor. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I like all of that. That that's all fine. Like he could be inf influenced by Sauron in any number of ways that could range from poorly written to to well written but that would would be better than him being uh sour on himself i agree yeah yeah so you want to talk about the uh the big fight for for a bit yeah sure so uh i loved i loved <laughs> i loved the gore and violence like you like you said uh um i appreciated them not just killing women, and this sounds so awful, but again, it's it's like Cam it said, it's a awful, it's an it's... it's an equality thing. I really enjoyed watching them like slit their throats and be as brutal as they are <laughs> with men. Basically, you know, yeah, because normally uh, shows would shy away from that, and it would yes. be, it would be the guy they killed, not the women, and, or something like that. Yeah. Yep, and uh, I mean, look, this is a a fantasy world, but it is like you said, nice to see them take. Uh, battle realistically and in this situation you it's not like the orcs are just gonna gently 
send the ladies off into the into the good night. No, they're gonna as brutally kill them as as uh, they kill the men, if not more so, because humans value uh, female lives over male and specifically, lives. Specifically, these orcs are killing them to get yes. Ada to get to oh, sorry Adam there to give up the location yes. of the sword hole. So uh, I did appreciate it fits. It doesn't. It's not just a, a shock value type thing, but it fits the lore and it and it flies in the face of 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 um, like you said what normal uh, TV uh, and movies do. And I'm all about flying in the faces of the uh, the majority. No, <laughs> anyways, uh, punk rock. Um, so I I liked that. I love. Uh, the amount of blood I like that we almost got something through an eye. I almost wish the elf would have lost an eye, like legit, because there's 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 a few things in in horror uh, that are just completely unnerving to nearly every human, and one of those is something going into the eye, like that yes. makes people cringe. Another it one does. is whenever something gets in the soft spot of the throat. You'll see a lot of people get like stabbed slowly through through there, and it's the idea of drowning on your your blood at the same time as you're you're you know bleeding at like it's it's awful. And there's a there's a few other, but the the eye is a big one, and I I really enjoyed uh, seeing that. My my issues with like the the editing and, and pacing, um, like I said, you you get confused onto where these people are, how far and how fast they they can travel, and why uh, one group doesn't travel at all when another when another group can. Um, they the uh, I get it that the tower is on two different sides. There's a you know a back side and then the front side, I guess. And it seems like the the orcs are coming from some village on the front side up to the tower, or did the orcs come from the same village that they're defending now? And the humans yeah, somehow I mean, got a wet got because they bring the tower down on on some orcs, and it looks like the humans are already at. Like, how did they? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, there's some yeah, yeah. some I mean, blocking I'm issues that here. There was two different villages, almost like that's, there's a that's triangle. That's what I feel. Right, yeah, but, right. I mean, nice to maybe show us that, or even just right. represent it in some ways. And and what I think it is 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 one of them is is the village that they all came from, and that's where they they defend. And then the other villages, like when they were, uh, the one that uh uh the elf and her found when they were out looking for something Maybe, several yeah. several episodes ago and and then they discovered you know the all the villagers were slaughtered and that's where the orcs are, are coming from but we don't get any any sense of uh uh time and and why didn't the orcs you know they had already went to that uh original village that the hu humans defended uh to ransack it when the villagers had ran off and that's where you know the boy found the uh sword and first used it and stubbed the key and and used it and stuff but like i said man they they just they cut so so much so quickly you, you don't and then the the setup time like they had all of that that time to set up their their uh defenses and and stuff that made no no sense great planning great guerrilla warfare the ideas of using the the carts and hidden archers and and all of that great stuff again but you're you're like man this is going to take you guys a while you're you're smithing arrow tips you're smithing swords and and no this <laughs> i can suspend a lot of belief yeah. but you're you're showing me there's a time crunch we got to be be prepared but you, you've given me no trying to crunch so much time 
Yes. Maybe they crunched a bit too much here. And yeah. yes, and you give me another, no another like, issue reference was, um, point for time and distance. That we should have had scouts from the Numenorians first. So the scouts should have found where they were fighting first. I mean, so yeah, they'd, I would. They turn around and the go back. Southlands there are they pretty are, big, big area. So back, you know, because you would have I, sent I see scouts that. out first of all, you know, and that might have given us the hint that oh, there's a potential cavalry coming soon. You yeah, know what I mean, something like. Something like that. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm even fine with them mostly just showing showing up at the end. But I, I mean, that yeah, would have that would have made uh, good senses as well. But it was just this this lack of reference for time and and distance and this real choppiness. Like I said, uh, it feels like a lot of stuff got cut out to make it shorter, make it faster. Maybe they had test audience saying it was long. And uh, or too slow or, or boring, but I will Man. remind people that the the beloved Lord of the Rings movies are very long, with very few big action set pieces relative to the length of the of the movies and the fact that there's three of them. And there, I mean, even <laughs> it's the number one complaint about the books. It's it's all world building. It's very very slow. It's it's you know everyone mm-hmm. makes fun of the Lord of the Rings for for being about walking and and you're gonna say that the the TV show is too slow to <laughs> oh my god. Um, this this is always a problem when you spend so much money in something you can't just appeal to the token there to no, the people you, that you like can't. that kind of stuff. You You've got to try and mass appeal to everyone which means sometimes you have to speed things up and you know I kind of accepted that in the Lord of the Rings movies like you know they're not absolute Mm -hmm. adaptations whatsoever we've talked about that before but I still like them you know but I prefer the extended versions but I can kind of understand why they had extended versions and why they had shorter ones just for the folk that have no interest in the extended editions. They'll go watch the movie once at the theatres and they will never watch it again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You have to sometimes appeal to to make enough money to actually spend enough money to make these things worthwhile. So there has to be... So for all the people like saying, oh, this should be absolutely like... You know, this should just be as, as strict to the books as it possibly can be. Here's the problem. It will either look crap because they will have to make it cheap because yes. not enough people will watch it, or um, they have to make it more appealing to a mass audience. I'm sorry to explain this is how the world works to you, but you can't just have somebody make the perfect thing the way you want it in your head. Just, um, just for you. For billions and billions <laughs> of pounds, it has to appeal to everyone or as many people on planet Earth as they possibly yes. can. And they have scientists, actual scientists, who work with data and demographics and yes. all that sort of stuff. And they they give them genuine factual data about what you all think and what you're watching, what you find slow and what you don't. And that's how you can only ever give your opinion on a show, you know, rather than say as A, B or C, because, because we're all coming from a different viewpoint. Yeah, no, abs- absolutely right. Um with with the fight itself uh there were in the village you feel that the set feels a lot smaller in this fight maybe it's the darkness and and the light only lights up certain elements which i i get supposed to make you feel you know trapped in a in a way but uh 
it, the blocking in it just felt very, very underwhelming. And that's where I was like comparing it to uh, the Book of Boba Fett. Even though they had a lot more people in yeah. that area fighting, it still didn't feel quite enough. And you felt like the it felt like the village was really just this itty bitty area versus you know actually having some buildings spread out. There's some hilly and you know things are different. Like- 70 guys versus 30 rather than 500 versus 100 or 200 which i think is what they were going for yeah and i i like i like i said it's hard to excuse it when the the budget's as high as it was and i i know they had filming during uh pandemic era uh uh situations but you look at game of thrones which had a lot of money thrown at it and they had several battles that were that felt bigger like even the the battle at the uh like in the interior of the um was it the black castle whatever castle is yeah, there yeah, at the yeah. at the, the ice, way that ice was wall shot where you followed different viewpoints at the same time and it then just there'd be felt a change that grander you know, yeah it felt, it felt like grander. It was even planned out better yeah even the stuff right. just in the in the castle walls itself not even with the uh, the uh, northerners coming out of the wood line, and that of course looked real big and and massive. But like in the in the thick of battle, it felt grander, bigger. And this is this is supposed to to be that. But uh, the the coolest thing was the twist. Like I said, I saw coming a mile away, which was, and I yeah. even told told Christine, I was like, he's gonna send the humans first, and it was even better sending them in there in their armor uh uh to to make them and and putting enough orcs in in there to uh really get the the defending humans to think that they were only uh killing uh killing orcs um i however would un- unlike being shocked oh my god we we fought ourselves we we killed our our brothers and sisters i would have been like that mother he made us kill our brothers, and he and and not only that, but they came and fought us. They fought us willingly. You know what? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I screw you guys. I'm not gonna feel. I'm not gonna feel bad. Guys, I'm not gonna no. feel bad. They, they uh, came I'm with be, the intention of killing all of them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah. One of them was gonna stab you and kill you. You know. So exactly. So them. I did. I did. I do like the twist, even though it was an an obvious one. I really did appreciate the uh, putting them in the in the orc armor. Um, and so, yeah, man, that that those are my kind of thoughts on on why that in particular was disappointing. Yeah, yeah. Um, the only thing I would maybe add to that was, kind of felt like Elendil should have been a we should have saw him be a bit more competent because this is someone who was supposed to be one of the greatest ever warriors of mm-hmm. of mankind you know what i mean as i said before in the show i know they've not made him eight foot tall and stuff like that but you know this is a guy that if they follow this show to its lore conclusion which we don't know that they will has to 2v1 along with gilgalad sauron do you know what i mean himself mm. um and you know in a battle that ultimately vanquishes all three of them at the same time you know and then you know unlike the movies isildur doesn't cut the ring off Sauron while he's grabbing to finish him off. He's been felled by Gilgalad and, and Elendil at that time and and kind of Elendil, sorry, Isildur comes up and cuts the sword off and already, is cuts the finger off and already yep. defeated Sauron. But it's at that point he disappears. Yeah. You know, because he wasn't really beaten, obviously, at that yep. point. 
So, you know, that was my only maybe thing to add to that, is maybe they'll build that up and he'll become this great commander and become this great warrior as he goes forward because he's inexperienced at the moment. In which case, okay, I, you know, I only, my only thing is he needs to be at that point at the end, you know, uh, but I, I kind of felt he wasn't that competent almost, do you know what I mean? Yeah. He kind of has to get rescued almost by his, by his guys. And I, I did like the... Uh the volcano thing, you know, jump, jump yeah. starting Mount, Mount doom, uh, by putting a bunch of water into the volcano and causing us a, a steam eruption, uh, neat, nifty, cool, cool. Yeah. My, my issue is, is we know that the, uh, we know that the tunnels existed and that the, uh, that the humans, uh, tried to board them up and, and stop them. But, uh, the, when they sent the humans in, the orcs could have come up through through the the tunnels as well, breaking through them and and surprising them from from within, and that would have made more sense on how quickly things got there versus the the walk. Because, like I said, there's no no reference anything, but I feel like the the tunnels were. I get why they didn't want to use them too much because they wanted to hide the the idea of oh they're using this to to start Mount yeah, Doom. Yeah, but they've but... already used them a lot previously. We've yeah. already seen what they've been yeah. doing, and we don't know why so, yet. So, yeah, it, it's one of those just nit nit nitpicky things. But I like anyways. the idea that the sword is possibly like almost like a, a a predecessor of the One Ring in itself in some way. Mm. The Arndir says that can't be destroyed, you know. Although he only hits it with a hammer a few times, so he doesn't know, make right. that decision fairly quickly. Um, oh, it can't be destroyed by this very simple hammer. <laughs> it must be impossible to destroy. Um, and but the kind of the way Theo was talking about it, how he felt powerful with it, and he mm-hmm. kind of didn't like not having it anymore. That kind of makes you think maybe. Is this something that Sauron's put a little bit of himself into at some point? And is it that power release which is causing what you see then to happen rather than it be just a key that unlocks a door? You know, kind of thing. There's some, there's some magic going on there as well. You know, some power of Sauron's. I happened. mean, it's what's interesting is, is the fact that that key specifically brings down the wall. Like that's the weird thing to me like how how specific of a how specific of a thing and and does that mean sauron was the the one or morgoth was the one that uh damned up that I mean, area that's like quite possible that sauron and then why did they damn it up probably because they had they had forces there you know, they mm. had men on their side as well, and you've got to feed them. You know, so they had to have even Mordor had farmland tributaries to the sort of southeast that they would they would feed people with. Uh, and he had these his sort of man armies as well, if you like, down in the south. You know, we see the was it the Harondir or whatever that that come up. Um, and obviously the return of the king to, to kind of aid Sauron. So they're mm-hmm. peoples that have always been in really the service mm-hmm. of King Sauron because that's all they knew. And yeah. before him, Morgoth. So Sauron being a smith type, built towers and built structures, yeah. So I'm absolutely kind of from an engineering point of view that you would imagine if, if Morgoth wanted a dam built, then he would say Sauron yeah. built this dam, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. 
put in something to to undo it in case he ever uh needed to. Okay, that makes sense. It's um, possible. Um, it is possible. Yeah, There's it's nothing possible. in the law they say that happened. Obviously, this is this is absolutely show creation at this point. Uh, but yeah, it's possible. Now you you still think Adar is that that uh no. No, you don't think he's at all. No, if he's they, they're kind of saying that he's one of the early elves that got Urk, taken, Urk high. Um, Urk and high. and used to create the race of orcs initially. And obviously, elves are immortal, so it's possible it could be that old. Um, that what that does is kind of canonize this canonizes for this show that they're going by the same thing as what the Lord of the Rings films did. That the orcs mm-hmm. were created by Morgoth. Capturing the elves, torturing them, and making them breed into kind of orcs and stuff like that, right? But right. Tolkien never fully decided whether he wanted to do that because there's a whole load of issues that causes with his whole mythology and what happens to elves after they die. Because then orcs are really immortal elves, so all their souls would go to like the halls of Mandos and stuff like that. And that starts getting a bit complicated when he really wants them to be these almost soulless bestial creatures, you know, as uh, you know, that you can kill kill off. Um, so, you know, I can see why he, that didn't work for him, um, possibly later on before he finished it, but it's what they've decided to do with the show, it's what they've decided to do with the movies as well, it's fine, you know, it's just one of those things. Okay. Cool, man. Well, I think I think that's. I mean, the Numenorians showing up was un, again underwhelming because of the the blocking and editing. I don't think there's too much more to to say. Nah. Hopefully, no, hopefully the finale is better. <laughs> I've got one. Well, we've got two to go because there's eight episodes, so there's two more. Oh, there's still two. See, I made the mistake that same mistake with She Hulk. Unfortunately, I thought it only had one left. <laughs> okay, well, we got we got two episodes. That makes me happier that there's time to correct the ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we've had one two two made, rough episodes. I won't go into too much detail. Is there's a lot of arguing, but I think it's Galadriel hate again, where fans are saying that she should have sensed the switcheroo with the knife. You know. Um, but what we've got to remember, I'll just say this one point quickly. She was sent by Arandia who said, whatever he's got, you need to get it back. They never told her anything about it. She had never held it before, so it wouldn't have yeah. known that it was supposed to be a dark sim, you know, item. What I could understand is why Arandia may have, should have worked that out a little bit quicker. But let's face it, Waldrig was already long on the way to where he was going by that point, and it would have made much difference anyway. So, yeah. you know. Definitely. Ready to wrap it up, man. Almost sure. uh, almost an hour chit chatting about a seventy some odd minute long show. Not not too bad. Um I'll walk us through through the end, guys. Uh check out lrmonline.com every day for uh all entertainment. Uh all inter all entertainment news, needs and opinions. We've got uh uh written reviews, articles on leaks and rumors, uh official news, all all sorts of things, celebrity interviews that also go up on the uh LRM online YouTube channel, so check that out. Uh if you're listening on your favorite podcast app, give us a follow. You can find uh more great shows on anything and everything in entertainment from uh Breaking Geek and the Daily Cup of Genre Marvel and the Cantina cover, uh, excuse me, Marvel Multiverse Mayhem and the Cantina cover Marvel News and Reviews 
and Star Wars news and reviews, respectively. Um, and uh, Anime Versal Reviews is back already. No, no time off uh, with our uh, uh, reviews on Spy Family. And uh, starting on the 11th, we will also be do, doing uh, Chainsaw Man. And uh, I think I got all of them now. <laughs> so all of those go up in video format on the YouTube channel, as well as AVR Squared Anime Reactions, uh, Genre Shot Trailer Reactions, and... I'm trying to do game streaming, so um, yeah, check it out. Sub subscribe, leave us some thumbs up, down comments. Let us know what we're doing, what we're doing well, what we can do better, uh, and what we're doing doing poorly, and how we can, you know, stop. Cam, <laughs> 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 anything yeah, else? Yeah, um, just uh, what Kel said. Anything you want to let us know? If you're watching on YouTube, our details for contact us on Twitter are on the screen at the moment. If you're on podcast, you'll find it in the details. Um, and just drop us a line and let us know what you think if you feel like it and other than that um, see you next week for episode 7 of um, The Rings of Power and we'll be back to let you know what we thought Bye Slots asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.